Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Hello, welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea, and as always... I'm Steph! Hello, Steph! (laughs) A woman who needs no introduction. It's Steph! That I do all the time anyways. Yes. (laughs) Uh, How's it going, Steph? How's your week been? Uh, Really good. I am bloody excited, and I'm so excited that I demanded we do an episode on my week. (laughs) Well, yeah. We're we're having a a special episode dedicated just to Steph alone. I'm that good of a friend. Where (laughs) You know what? I'll just let her have the spotlight this week. Thank you. Which I'm happy about. (laughs) What's been happening then? Well. Tell us. So, I, with a girlfriend of mine here in Australia, so for a job, she edits films and documentaries. And it just so happens in 2017, I filmed a documentary and I did, a, that she did. I did a lot of work on it. I did a lot of work on the footage afterwards. And when I filmed it, I thought I would be able to figure out how to edit it myself. Turns out that's a real skill that people go to school for. And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, you know, I, I'm the one that edits all of our podcast episodes. And I actually went to school for that back in the day. Yes. <laughs> and it's great to see that 10 years on that my radio production <laughs> skills are actually being Use utilize uh, many years on, yeah. So yeah, like you said, it is a skill. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's an definitely art, a skill. As, as we like to say in the industry. No, it's. I mean, radio is easy. Um, but so yeah, you met this girl. Yeah, and it was like serendipity, and we get on so well, and we were getting on really well before we even told each other about what we do. And she told me that, and I'm like, this is destiny. Um, mm. so she's working on the trailer for my documentary now. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm just really hyped about it because I've been doing little bits of work here and there on it, but I reached a point where I myself couldn't take it further and I couldn't Mm. afford to pay someone else to do it. Uh, But now it's finally, you know, getting momentum again. So I'm really excited. So what is, and just to give everyone a little bit of background, but the reason that Steph and I actually are doing this podcast and this was kind of Steph's 
uh, Steph's idea. She was doing this documentary a few years ago that she was filming. Mm -hmm. um, and then Steph had said, oh, I'd love to do a podcast as well. Um, and she was talking to me about it and then kind of said, oh, why don't we do one together? So this has always kind of been um, Steph's sort of baby. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Steph, can you tell us, why don't we talk about what the documentary, or the, your documentary <laughs> is about, why you decided to film it. Um, we'll start from there. Yeah. So in 2017, I, you know, I had spent the year 2015 and 2016 traveling around the world. I got home. I was home in Canada for a few months and I really was itching to get on the road again. And I was broke. Like I was poor as shit. So I couldn't. As you are when you come back from traveling. Yeah. So I couldn't yeah. afford to fly or go anywhere, but I had my car. I had a remote job. So I decided I was going, I don't know why, oh, I do know why. I heard a song by <laughs> Kit Moore called Lipstick. And mm -hmm. in the song, he lists a shit ton of states. And I decided that yeah. I wanted to go, I was like, oh, that'd be cool to go see every single one of those states in that song. So so you were going to follow follow the directions of just on the song alone. Yes. That was the plan. Yeah. That was your map. I make a lot of life decisions based on songs. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, that's true. Um, I mean, I work in the music industry. Music is my life. Um, so, yeah. So, I decided to do that. But I then I just I wanted to make it meaningful. I didn't want to just go on this road trip and, you know, I wanted a purpose from it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something. Um, the states you wanted to take something back yeah. from it and being from Canada traveling to the states you know you go back and forth so much that you do stop thinking of the states as traveling because it's so close and accessible yeah so I wanted to make do something more meaningful and I decided because I use couch surfing for traveling a lot and I decided you know mm -hmm. if I'm going to be traveling all through the states and I'm going to be using couch surfing I might as well tell some of the stories of the amazing people I meet along the way and it's true. I did. I used couch surfing through almost every U.S. state. I found people. And these aren't just people, you know, who planned ahead of time to host me. These were people who the morning or afternoon of said, yes, you can stay at my house tonight. So like last minute host. Yeah. Yeah. And I really kind of, you know, when I started, I thought I would, I actually thought I would drive the perimeter, the border of the states. And that was my mm -hmm. plan. And yeah, so I just decided to film a documentary as I went and to, you know, interview amazing people I went and tell the stories of the amazing people I knew because what we see on the news right now, the news is so negative and everyone is fighting everyone and um, no news is good news. The United States that's, is that's on fire. Just the of it. Yeah. So yeah. Donald Trump is president. <laughs> I mean, so I decided to go and just tell the story to remind people that there's amazing people everywhere. And that there's good people everywhere. And none of that is to negate, you know, the bad things that are happening. But mm -hmm. you need to remember that there's good everywhere and that I really believe you foster what you put out there. So I want to put good out so people are reminded. But then, but you know, you get what you put out. So I want to put more positivity out into the world. And Yeah. yeah. What, so what, what is the, what's the documentary called? So the documentary is called The America I Know. Okay. And essentially, and so yeah, it's a simple name, but it's it's it. I think it's pretty explanatory. It's yeah, you know what I got to know, what I already knew before I left, but then what I learned and what I know now that I did it. And what would you say was the biggest takeaway from 
when you were traveling in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and from interviewing, because I'm, I'm assuming I haven't actually seen any of the the footage of this yet. Yeah. I know you're still putting it together, mm-hmm. um, but presumably what you're interviewing, all the people that you've stayed with, getting their story about where they're from, you know, what they do with their lives, what they do for a living. Yeah. So it's it's more to tell. I didn't unfortunately get to interview every single person I stayed with, which I almost regret now, but I have so much footage. It's overwhelming. Um but it's really just to tell individual people's stories. And I think the biggest takeaway from it is I knew, like, I had faith in people. I knew I was going to meet good people everywhere. I had no doubt of that. Mm-hmm. But I think what was great is when you use a website like Couchsurfing or people kind of think, you know, it's all going to be leftist hippies who are hosting me. And um, and that really wasn't the case. It was people from all walks of life. So I stayed, you know, in people's places who were dirt poor I stayed in people's places who were extremely wealthy and well off. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed with people who were far left, who were center, who were far right. You know, I stayed with Hillary because this was just after, not too long after Donald Trump came in. So I stayed with Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. I stayed with Hillary supporters. Um, right. You know, I, I stayed Sweet. with people of all kinds. And like anywhere else, when you get to talk to people and you don't have this combative wall up, like so many people do nowadays and they're like, Oh, yeah. you disagree with me. We need to fight. But when you're just, well, and that's the issue. Yeah. That, that's how it is nowadays with, if, if you support different uh, parties and politics, instead of having a discussion, we judge each other and we point fingers at each other yeah. and it, it shouldn't be that way. And we have to try to understand, which is you know, crazy. Someone else's point of view. And it's crazy. Cause as much as, you know, you might not like the other side, if you don't un- understand where they're coming from, how do you work through anything? Mm. Which I guess is a lot, like, the problem they're facing right now, really. Yeah, it's the same. In, I just wanted to tie into, you know, in the UK, where Brexit has been a discussion for almost three years now, and it's happening. But I, I know people that did vote to leave. And it doesn't mean that they're, you know, right-wing um, bigots that, you know, don't want other people in, in their country. There's, if you speak to some of these people, you, you get valid reasons why. Yeah. And to them, what a valid reason is why they voted to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can imagine you kind of traveling around and meeting all these different uh, people from different walks of earth and, 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 you know, or have different opinions. I guess that's what the documentary is all about, is it not? Yeah, well, I, so the documentary I purposely didn't want to make political. And it was a bit hard. I mean, the conversations did come up in a lot of places and a lot of it was off camera. Some of it was on. But I didn't want to do, you know, another political piece where people are just going to get angry. I mean, anyone who knows me knows me, like, knows I'm pretty, I wouldn't even say center left. Like, I'm pretty left. I'm pretty liberal. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I don't attack anyone for their beliefs. And when you have conversations with people, you just learn so much. And intelligent conversation breeds intelligent action and decisions, which is what's lacking. Mm, True. So... So, yeah, it was just and, you know, I really got to focus on the good people who are in all walks of life. And then I really got to really get glimpses into so many different. um, And this for some reason, I just didn't even think of this, because when I think of couch surfing, I think of going to people's houses and, you know, staying and conversing with them. But some of the experiences I got were just wild to me. Give us an example. So in Maine, I stayed with, and actually this wasn't off couch surfing. This was someone we'd followed each other on Instagram for a while. So when he saw that I was, uh, 
coming through Maine. He said, you know, reach out to me if you're coming through Maine. Would love to host you. And he's a pilot. And so he, right. where I actually stayed, so the pilots have a house on this um, this private airport that the pilots stay in when they're working. So they go home for, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have the timing right, but they, they go home for 10 days and they're back for 10 days. Home, like back and forth. So they have a house and I got one of the rooms in the house. And I got to learn about what they do. I was in the pilot's area, and they took me up on a couple flights because they fly a lot of um, cargo and equipment out to the islands in Maine. So right. uh, I got to go with them on some of those flights, and and then I got to go on, like, a river run, what's called a river run, where he was up in the plane and went right down over the water and goes really Ooh. fast, and you're, the plane's going up and down along with the cliffs of, on each edge of the water. So it sounds like, like cool it's experiences uh, almost and- like... Glimpses into different, um, what's it called? Like feel lifestyle, yeah, different lives, and yeah. It's, so it sounds like it was. It, it's like a documentary slash like adventure film. <laughs> well, <laughs> are we gonna see you like whitewater rafting and I don't know? No, this no. is what I'm picturing no. now. No, um. I mean there were experiences all across the board. So, for example, this is one thing I didn't film because it felt very exploitative. But when I was in south dakota in pierre south dakota i stayed with a girl and she had said to me as i was coming she said i'm gonna be at work so here's where i've hid the key let yourself in Uh, i said okay great thank you and i got there and she was sitting on her front porch and she was very drunk Uh, and she and she told me that she'd been fired that day because she showed up drunk and it became very clear in a very short amount of time that she was an alcoholic a severe alcoholic and it was a big problem. Um, she told me she'd recently been out of rehab, but she didn't even want to go. Like, she still enjoyed drinking. So she wasn't at the point where she right. wanted help. Um, right. And I spent some time with her, and it was just, it was so sad. And I didn't feel unsafe at any point. But, you know, this girl, she was, you could tell she was a lovely girl, but she just had, she had some things she had to work through. And her whole cupboard, she had beer, and she had cans of tuna. And she was... And that was it. She was so skinny. She was like fading, I'd almost say. Um, so that was somewhere I didn't film the person I was staying with because I like I was like I can't. This isn't like she she wasn't even a yeah. state of mind to consent to being filmed. Um, but even if she, even if she was, yeah, even if she was, I wouldn't want to. So you know there were things on both ends of the spectrum. So my example I gave in Maine was you know really fun and exciting, um, you know. But then that one was very confronting and. In a way, that's what I wanted because she was obviously, you know, she was putting herself out there. She wanted to host people. She wanted to, um, you know, help people out who were traveling. Um, yeah. You know, but she had things. And I think, you know, we've all got something going on uh, in life. So that was very, it was one of the real parts of the trip where it's like, yeah. you know, it's not all fun and games. Like there are serious things going on in people's lives. And even with that, they're willing to help. Yeah, and I guess when you do travel and use something like couch surf, uh, like you kind of already said, but it does give you a glimpse just into like someone else's life and into their day to day. Um, yeah, just I guess things you're not used to, whether it's good or bad, something like that. If you've never, you know, met anyone suffering from alcoholism or you know any addiction, do you think that you became a little bit more? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to use the word soft to it do you mean like uh more empathetic to these kind of yeah exactly um, yeah 
I mean, I'd say so, yeah. I do think I have been fairly empathetic for a number of years now. So I don't know if it so much made me more of that, but it was just, you know, seeing something makes it more real. You know, it's not just an abstract idea. Yeah. So where exactly did you travel then? Which states did you go to? Which which route did you take? Any sort of famous routes? Or... <laughs> well, so like I said, originally I thought I would drive the perimeter. But so I started in New England because that was closest. I was leaving from Brantford and driving there. So I started in Vermont, mm-hmm. worked my way through New England, worked my way down through the southern coast. And then I got to Savannah, Georgia, and which was nice. I was staying with a girlfriend from Brantford who actually moved there. And I had a work opportunity up in Atlanta. So I actually ended up going back up to Atlanta. And that was really where I started jumping around and fell off track of what I thought I would do. And then it just became a slippery slope where I'm like, oh, Iowa is only two hours away. And this, so I ended up going to a lot of states I didn't plan on going to. uh, Right. Because I would look at a map and be like, oh, well, you know, I can go to Chattanooga, Tennessee because of an Eric Church song called Chattanooga Lucy. Um, so tick had to go there yeah but uh but I just started hopping all over and even you know when I look back at the map after I kind of went across the southern states so I did I did do route 66 uh, a chunk of it which is a pretty infamous route yeah and I drove up the California coast up the west coast up to Washington then I drove across so I drove east from Washington and did Dakotas and Montanas and I think one takeaway I really got from that too is See, now I'm going to do it again. But Jason Aldean has a song called <laughs> Flyover States. And it yeah. talks about when people think of the U.S., you know, they think of Los Angeles, New York, Las Vegas, all these key points. And they're called the flyover states, all these little states in between that people just don't think about. And right. they were some of the most amazing, breathtaking places. Like I would say my favorite places were Montana and South Dakota. And I never would have seen that coming. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess those are places you would have never thought to even go to. No. If I hadn't done this trip, I don't think I'd have ever gone there. Um, But one thing I really got out of it, which I did not expect, and this was very personal for me, was kind of seeing my life, what it could be. What happened when I was in Helena, Montana, I found a couch surfing host, and they were 70 and 71 years old, this couple. And you know, if someone's mm-hmm. 70 years old and they're on couch surfing, they've got to be pretty cool people. Um, definitely. I would definitely stay with them if I saw like a 70 year old couple yeah. on couch surfer. I'd be like, hey, yep, done, staying there. <laughs> so I got to their house. And so the man opened the door and he's like, I have one question for you before you come in. I'm like, oh, what's that? He's like, red or white wine. <laughs> and it ha, was amazing. It was so hot out. I'm like, white. He's like, done. Come on in. So he went and got me a glass of wine. I walked in and I conversed with these people and they were 70 years old. And between them, they'd been to over 100 countries and they were laughing because she's been to 101 because she did a side trip without him once. Um, Yeah. Solo traveling, guys. (laughs) 
and they were just like that was the first time in my life I've really met other like older people where I'm like I want like I want to be like you when I'm older they were just amazing people and I just had a vision I don't know I think for a long time I thought I would be single forever and um I was okay with that oh, don't I we all I accepted that and this was I was like oh you can meet someone that you can spend your life traveling with and have all those experiences with well, and doesn't that tie into you actually met your partner on this trip, did you not? I did. Yes, I did. So we actually... I mean, I didn't know if we were going to talk about that, but <laughs> great segue. Yeah, we met... You and, and Andrew. Yeah, we originally met in Savannah, Georgia, and then we reconnected in Houston, Texas. And we traveled together for a little bit on the trip, and now he went home, and I ended up following a few months later, and I'm still here. But and here you are now living <laughs> in Australia with your other half. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so. So you guys will be like that old couple in like, you know, 10 years time. T- 10 years. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, but they were, they were so sweet and their stories. So for example, they went to Zimbabwe together and this was a few years back now. Obviously it's been two years since I filmed it, but a uh, number mm-hmm. of years ago when Mugabe, the leader of Zimbabwe was being ousted. They were in Zimbabwe at that time, and all of a sudden one morning they had to be evacuated, like military evacuation, because apparently the police were setting up stations like road checks, roadblocks on the road, and many people were being robbed. It was a very high-risk situation, so the military escorted them out, and they're telling me the story, and they're laughing. like They're laughing like it's the best memory of something that sounds quite scary, and then they were laughing and telling me how they never told their children that story because their children wouldn't want them to travel to these countries anymore. <laughs> so, so their kids were like the responsible as you, you know, you would, you would always see it the other way around, like the responsible adults telling them this isn't safe. You shouldn't go here. And they use their own discretion. Yeah. Yeah. And th- they didn't want their kids to know because their kids would worry. And so they were just laughing, telling me the story about their military escort out of Zimbabwe. <laughs> And I was like, you two are badasses. (laughs) And you're like, I can totally picture myself doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and one thing I will say that I ended up doing, because when I started it, this was very much a self project, a passion project. So when I first went through New New England, I was very timid. I was afraid to ask people to interview them. I was afraid to ask them any kind of confronting questions. Um, I was being your stereotypical, very polite Canadian. But when you do that, you don't really get good content. Um, Um, If you want to be a a true journalist, you have to (laughs) ask the hard-hitting questions. And people aren't going to like you necessarily (laughs) for asking those questions. So I left on April 2nd. And then I got back to Canada August 9th because I had a festival, which, funny enough, touches on last week's episode. But then... Mm -hmm. Right after the festival, I decided I needed to go back to New England to get some actual good content and good footage from that whole region. Um, so I actually went and redid New England. I went back to New Hampshire again. Um, I went, you know, so you all backtracked. Around. Yeah, and I, I almost did it again. And I even stayed with some of the same hosts, like uh, this one woman from New Hampshire. Her name is Sherry. She actually listens. She is probably one of my favorite people in the world. Like, she's one of those women who's so strong and she's such a badass and she doesn't even know she is. Um, mm. But I like part of me wanted to, like I went back cause I didn't interview her the first time and I really wanted to. So I did the second time, but part of me just wanted to see her again, to be honest. Oh, that's quite cute. Yeah. Like, so there really were 
amazing. So you met a lot of people that you what you still keep in touch with then. Definitely. And you've made some lifelong friends. Yeah. Yeah, for sure you've I'd say that. Met a, you've met your your life partner. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy trip and for something I think I decided to do it less than 2 weeks before I took off. So it was very much yeah. like you know, I ordered a spontaneous decision. Yeah, I ordered my camera quick and I ordered it to come quick. I'd never even used a camera before. Like so how was it using it for the first time? Um the so the footage is pretty good. I learned some of the settings as I went, so I'm a bit worried in the editing that that's going to be apparent. But I mean, it, it's an amateur documentary, so I'm not tying myself to this being some masterpiece. Um, it's not like Steven Spielberg's <laughs> going to pop out and, and yeah. put this all together for you. For me, it's about really getting it finished and getting it out there. And then, you know, then I'll think about what's next. But I think that was a really good example for other people. You know how we've we've talked about it before, and I think everyone's heard this at some point or another, but if you wait for your circumstances to be perfect, you'll never do anything. It's and true. this was a good example. Like if I had had a couple months to think about filming a documentary, I probably would have overthought it and I would have mm-hmm. gotten overwhelmed researching different cameras and what to take. Whereas since I decided to do this so quickly, I was like, okay, I'll get a camera. Um, yeah, I'll get this and I'll make it up. I'll figure it out as I go. And that's what I did. And we, and we kind of have done the same with this podcast where Steph and I, you know, it, yeah. we had this idea for kind of brewing for about a year and we said, look, let's just get it done. We'll get work with the equipment that we have, put an episode together, get the episode out. And once it's out, we'll kind of learn as we go. And I feel like we're getting better, but, um, it was the exact same thing. We said, look, we just need to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's I think that's the key difference a lot of times between people who do things and people who think about doing things is just the yeah. being okay with, you know, you're not going to be perfect when you put something out there and it's not realistic to expect and, people to be. And this can even just tie into, even if we, we, we do tie this into just traveling, um, you know, it's as simple as if you want to go and see something or do something, it doesn't even have to be traveling. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just go and do it. <laughs> I honestly it have to be perfect. A few weeks ago, we ended an episode with that. I was like, I'm going to pull a Nike yeah. and just do it. But it's it's true, though. Yeah. You know, li- life is it's too short to kind of sit around umming and eyeing and trying to figure out if you can do something, whether you'll be good at it or not, or if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, t- tying this into even solo travel. It's like, if you want to go somewhere, just yeah. say, fuck it, go <laughs> do it. Yeah. I mean, if, if anything, do you think by doing this documentary has given you a little bit more of that spontaneous, um, I don't know, just life push to kind of just, I would definitely say that. And part of me, part of me looking back already is this was, I was still on the road filming two years ago right now. And part of me is already like, Oh my God, I did that. Like I just decided to take off and wake up every morning, not knowing where I was staying, which is crazy but I think I still yeah I still got it in me you would do it again I would do it again maybe uh, a part two maybe a sequel to the first well you know what there were some states I missed it just Mm. time restrictions and geography so I would love to actually go back and hit those states so Mm. mm -hmm. well there you go we could have a sequel yeah and I wouldn't mind doing some of those states again because or not again I mean doing a part two for the states I missed because some of them are you know states that people do have preconceptions about and I love just being on the ground and kind of you know 
showing it like this is not you get these images of your mind of what people are like and showing it so I'd love to do it that and even like so for example when I was in Texas this by far one of the most interesting people I interviewed and I could have just talked to him for hours was a man who he identified as a former racist a former misogynist a former homophobe and he very openly talked about how he was all those things and then so we had some really good conversation and you know you know how did you go from that those kind of views uh how did you you know how did you grow up with those views Make the shift. How did, yeah. yeah how did you get away so it was it was the most brilliant guy uh so that was really exciting to me and this is what i mean when i got so much footage it's like it's overwhelming cuz i think i don't know if the documentary is going to end up being like 40 minutes or an hour but you know, you watch some of these interviews that are 20 minutes and you're like, how, how do I, like, I just love it all. How do I pick the best bits? How yeah. do I pick the most important bits or the, the bits that you think are actually going to, yeah. you know, speak to your audience? Yeah. So I'm guessing eventually, you know, when you have content like that, you got to edit it and then maybe you can do, put out longer clips and the marketing and stuff, but that's all the stuff that's to come. When can we, uh, when can we expect this documentary Ooh. to be out then? So that's a, great question i mean i feel like we need to hold you to a date yeah i think once like you said once you have a date once you've got something in put it out there you got to work towards it so (laughs) i think in my mind talking to a lot of other people who film documentaries and people who've done this the average length of time to get your first documentary out is three years so i that's why i don't feel too terrible because i'm on i'm on track um i'm on par um the trailer should be out shortly in the coming weeks and then the final edited piece what are we at i want it out by the end of the year i'd say end okay. of 2019 so end of year yep we should expect to see the final yes version of the Amer- what's it the america i know the america i know yep the america i know mm-hmm. documentary by steph page so yeah we'll be seeing your 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 debut yep so that's my documentary debut my excitement this week i'm a little bit jubilant so thanks for indulging me in this episode well it's i think i'm i'm quite excited to see the the final product and i'm sure all of our listeners are as well um again it was kind of the you know this was that was the 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 idea that tied into this podcast anyway so yeah there is a, a direct sort of link there any anyways and we did we did actually originally title this pay this podcast called the world i know and we had mm. a number of episodes recorded where we learned a lot and yep. we scrapped them but, but then uh, we we yeah we took we, we put took them in the archives which i think <laughs> yeah. um yeah. yeah we did we still have them and we yeah. still have used some of the content from it but yeah we just took a different approach for this podcast i think um, between Steph and I, the way that we interact together, what we do now, it works mm. better than it did with the world <laughs> I know. But yeah. you never know. We could always yep. we could always bring that out from the archives and, you know, we might have a a sequel podcast or a, I don't know what you call that, a sister podcast. Yeah. Who uh, knows? And to be honest, I would love to do a sister podcast at some point called The America I Know where you know, it would have to be after the documentary's out where I can interview because there were so many people I missed on the road where I can interview the people I stayed with. Well, look out for that. I mean, we're just <laughs> coming up with all the ideas, aren't we? Yep. All the ideas. We got this it. is just That's the beginning. I, Andrew always tells me I get ideas. He's like, documentary. <laughs> like i know it's moving Uh, yep so that's that's my excitement this week great well everyone keep an eye out for that once 
Thank you. Once it is finished and once there's any updates, of course, we'll link everything to our social media accounts. Steph, anything else you want to add? No, I just want to thank everyone so much for listening. And just a reminder, if you can, to please give us a rating. Check us out on Patreon. Every little bit helps. See you next time. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening.